Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey, what's going on? It's Matt with the DPI Podcast. It is October the 4th, another Tuesday night, and we're going to have some fun tonight. Um, got a lot to talk about. Let's First off, welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome. Um, definitely hit that like and subscribe button. It really helps out the channel when you do that. And check out some of the other stuff that we have. We are a family-friendly Disney podcast and content creation channel. Um, we've got a lot of different things on the channel, so definitely you want to look around and have some fun with what we've got going on. Um, on top of that, uh, we do have presences over on Facebook at DPI Podcast on Twitter Disney Insights, and on Instagram, at Princesses and the Mouse. Um, big show tonight. Waiting for Peter to get the Zoom booted up over here. And then we'll get him on and we'll talk some of this week's news. Um, as far as last week, you know, we did have a hurricane come through uh, Florida. Luckily, I don't live in Florida. I do have family down there. And... Uh, yeah, it did did some major damage on that west coast, especially like the Fort Myers area, Cape or Cape Coral. Um, a lot of damage over there, and a lot of flooding even inland up into like the Orlando area. So it was it was definitely a um, crazy crazy storm that went through um, went through Florida, and then in turn made its way into the Carolinas and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's great that Disney kind of gets around the ability to weather these types of storms. They are rated, um, as a shelter for cat five storms. So a lot of, a lot of cool things when it comes to Disney and, and weathering a storm. And there was a lot of neat things that went on during the storm from Hurricane Meals to um, some fun character interactions in those resorts. Uh, on the personal side, we got to go out to Kings Island over the weekend, check out the park out there. We hadn't been in a couple years and do their haunt, which was pretty fantastic. Um, so if you are... In the Midwest, looking for a good weekend uh, trip, 
King's Island, pretty awesome. Definitely want to do uh, the rides in the morning. And then as the crowd filters in for the haunts, uh, everything kind of really jumped up in time uh, later in the day. So definitely get some of those big rides out of the way, like Orion, the biggest coaster, or the newest coaster that they have. Uh, for most of the morning, so it opened at 11 and through about 3 o'clock, it wasn't getting much over like a 25-minute wait. So that's a fantastic, fantastic uh, time to get out there and check it out. Um, so looks like Peter is up over on the other screen. So let's go ahead and bring him on and uh, start talking some news. Hey, Peter, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? I am hanging in there, man. Uh, girls yeah. Golf, how's it going? Done. Done. No yeah. state? Yeah, we did that last weekend. Oh, I thought it was this next weekend. No. Nope, nope, nope. All done. Then why weren't you able to do the big hole? What do you mean? I, you told me that state was the weekend of the big hole, the 15th. No, I told you last time we played golf that, oh, it's actually the weekend, a couple weekends before that, I can play the big T, but then you said, oh, I already got four guys. All right. If you don't have four guys, I'm in. Well, right now we do, as far as I know. If yeah, Paul exactly. reaches out, If Paul reaches out, you are first on our list. I brought that up when you and I played 18 holes out of Arrowhead a few weeks ago. I said, oh, actually, because I said, hey, is the big T the 15th? You said, yeah. And I said, oh, State's. Done the weekend of the first, so I could do that. And then you said, "Oh, well, we got that uh, young buck guy and his brother or something." The Beaver said, Brothers. Oh, okay. And then I just—it was literally on hole seventh tee box. This oh, time yeah. Well, I do not remember that. So, is what it is. All right, you ready to get into some news for tonight? Uh, we just did. We cannot get our crap together regarding a golf outing. Yes. All right. There you go. So now we have a 15-minute timer, though. Ghost. Okay. So I'm going to lead with Very Merry Christmas Party. And it is going the way of Not So Scary right now. So the first three parties have now sold out. And the first party in December has sold out. Um, so we're now to four dates that have sold out and we are a little over a month away from the first party date. Um, what do you think is causing the big uptick in party purchases? Um, because in years past, it's taken a lot longer for these to sell out and, and not all the dates have sold out. Well, I, I think it's just the fact that the party's back in true earnest fashion, right? It's been since 2020, since we've had a true party. We had sort of a, a fake party, if you will, the last couple of years. And so uh, with the, the not-so-scaries happening and all these people going and coming out of it going, oh, my gosh, you know, exactly what I said on the show last week. It's back, it's back, it's back. Um, I think that's very much the reason why all of the Very Merry parties are being snatched up now because it's been a while and it's sort of been confirmed by the not-so-scary party goers that it's back, it's close to what it was before, and so everybody's going in and, 
and getting their, uh, you know, multiple years of, of missing it out of their system. So a couple of things announced, or I guess not announced with the party this year are, again, uh, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam will not be a part of the holiday festivities for um, Magic King, or for Walt Disney World. And the Cinderella Castle Dreamlights also will not be returning this year. Um, the Dreamlights, do you think that's just a, a product of all of the extra decor on the castle for the 50th right now? That, I mean, that would make sense, right? I mean, there's because there's a ton, right? It's like basically an entire overlay on top of the castle for the 50th. Um, so those not coming back makes kind of a, a lot of sense. Um, one of the sad things that I saw is that um, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam over at Hollywood Studios was not mentioned on the Christmas plans this year. And that was just a fun little show. If if uh, those of you out there haven't seen it, it follows uh, Prep and Landing as they kind of like go through some hijinks and some different um, Disney character interactions, but it's displayed on the Chinese theater. And uh, it, it was, it was just kind of like a fun, whimsical show. So I am surprised that that's not going to be back in Hollywood studios. And, and we can speculate the reason why the dream lights aren't going to be back on magic kingdom is due to, but I, I don't know why jingle bam jingle uh, or jingle bell, jingle bam is not going to be back. It just seems weird to me. Do you think it's because they're planning on having Fantasmic back uh, for the holiday season? Could be. Could be. Um, but I, I know that, like, when Disney announced it, they said it's because we're planning. Like, they're just keeping them beacons of magic. So they're going to keep doing their little uh, their little things. But I still don't. Yeah, it. Like, I still don't see how the Chinese theater is impacted. It makes sense that the castle's impacted by continuing its beacons of magic little here and there animations, but Hollywood Studios doesn't make sense. So maybe, maybe that is why. But I don't know. It was always nice to, like, have Fantasmic or the little thing on Chinese theater. So there was a um, addition to the hall or the Magic Kingdom Marathon Weekend announced this week, and it was um, a, a very much a stretch as as far as they're adding an event on Castaway K um, as part of the January 9th cruise that's going to be tied into the Marathon Weekend, um, and it's a 5K and. You know, in cruises past, you used to be able to do a 5K. It's actually something that I trained for um, when we were supposed to take our first cruise back in 2020 uh, to do that 5K. And that was going to be my first 5K in a long time. Um, and it looks like this is kind of the return of that 5K, um, the Castaway K 5K. Uh, you're a runner. You've done some some running in your history. Have you done any of the Run Disney events yet? I have not. Jesse and I are starting to turn our sights there. Um, you know, having the DVC, it would be relatively easy for us to, you know, book a room for a couple nights around that and just basically go do the running events and sort of do a, a relaxing vacation outside of the running. Um, you know, that time of year where we are is 
really flipping cold. And so, you know, the ability to go down there, go run in the morning, grab a lunch on the boardwalk or Disney Springs or whatever, lounge around the pool, you know, hit the... Because here's the thing about those run Disney events. They go off at, like, stupid times in the morning. Yeah, like 2.30 in the morning or something silly. <laughs> yeah, the marathon starts at, like, 3 a.m. The half marathon starts at, like, 4 a.m. Even the 5K and 10K events start at, like, 5 a.m. So that they're, like, get they are done. I mean, it, it always amazed me because I've been down there on run weekends before. And it's, like... I'm getting up for the day, riding the Skyliner over to Epcot, and these people are walking around taking photos with these marathon medals. I'm like, bro, it's 8 a.m. What are you doing already? I've run a marathon. Uh, let's, let's continue at Walt Disney World. Select Caribbean beach resorts uh, rooms to receive a new under-the-sea under the character theme and other unique enhancements. Yep. Uh, th- this is pretty cool so this is kind of they're taking away the pirate rooms good riddance yeah at at caribbean beach and caribbean beach was due for an upgrade here soon anyway Mm -hmm. um so this is part of that new new refurbishment and it's going to be uh the trinidad building it sounds like which is where the pirate rooms were yeah uh Trinidad area of Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort will be receiving a brand new look and feel. These new rooms, which will include subtle nods to fan-favorite characters from under the sea, will accommodate more guests and feature updated finishes that can't be found anywhere else in the resort. So that means they're going fifth sleeper. Yep. And they're going to get a, a, a basically new paint, new everything. Add outlets that work. Disney, <laughs> for the love of God, add outlets that work at Caribbean Beach. I think, so I have had the, uh, we'll call it, you know, uh, an experience. Um, I've had, I had the experience of staying in the pirate room and there was two doubles. And um, so even just turning those rooms into like what the other Caribbean beach rooms are, the two queens would already in my mind accommodate more people because my, my daughter and I went and stayed in a pirate room for, her like birthday celebration and it was it was barely big enough for the two of us is the honest answer because the double was in a pirate ship which made the already small bed feel even smaller and so i cannot imagine a family of four staying there so whether they just go two queens or they do in fact as you're speculating throw in the fifth sleeper um maybe they'll do a combo of them but basically, Trinidad is the entire section past the road that leads in between kind of the two sides of Caribbean Beach. You have this road that goes up towards the Skyliner. And Trinidad is past that road next to the lake. And, um, yeah, it, it needs it needed a reworking. So I'm really – this is something that I'm really, really excited about because – the, and the pirate rooms were, like, way overpriced. They were more expensive than the regular rooms that had significantly more sleeping space. So just, it didn't make sense on so many levels, those pirate rooms. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, you've got the pirate rooms there, and you've got the princess rooms over at... Uh, Port Orleans Riverside. Port Orleans, yeah. I, I think those are going to be kind of the next rooms you see go away. 
Um, because I like the royal guest rooms over at Port Orleans Riverside because at least it's a double queen room and it is kind of cute. You got princess mosaics all over the place, and <clears throat> I do. I like those rooms, and that's worth for people with a couple of daughters. That is one hundred percent worth like the twenty bucks a night. But you're talking those pirate rooms were more expensive for less space. Yeah. Didn't make any sense. All right. Um, After Hours events are coming back to Magic Kingdom, and they are going to be at at Magic Kingdom and at Hollywood Studios starting at the beginning of next year. So January 4th is going to be the kickoff at Hollywood Studios. January 9th at Magic Kingdom. And these are going to cost a pretty penny for, you know, a little bit of time after the park hours, $129 to $159 per person per event. Um, now, now, granted, there will be some discounts. You know, you'll get DVC, you'll get annual pass holder, you'll get Shades of Green discounts, that kind of stuff. Um, but in, in all reality, I want to say you can only get into the park at 7 p.m., and I'm trying to find it. It's like 7 to midnight. Yeah, it's only a couple hours after close. Like, Hollywood Studios was only till like 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever done one of these? We've done the morning ones, um, which we really like the morning ones. We did the, the early morning magic at Magic Kingdom that included the breakfast. You got in an hour and a half early and you got a breakfast. And we've done the one at uh, Hollywood Studios for Toy Story. Um, I have not... uh, Sorry, camera apparently was not plugged in. I'm working on that. Uh, But I can talk. (laughs) So uh, I have not done any of those uh, because I... You know, if you're going for one time, yes. Is it worth it to, like, you know, get the, the guide... You know, those like private guides and and uh, is it worth it to go to these things? For sure. I could see it. Um, but, you know, we go we go enough like when we went a couple of weeks ago, we didn't even attempt to ride everything. Not even close. Like we ended up riding everything in Epcot just because we were there three different times. Um, but like we rode Frozen one time. We rode Soren one time. Um, in like the time that we were there. So to shell out that much money for, to me, it's not a unique experience. It's just, you're basically shelling out money for essentially what universal wants you to shell out money for, for their, um, for their, their fast, their fast pass. Like, um, what do they call them? there? Express passes, uh, to get in through their rides. Quicker. That's, that's basically what you're paying for. Cause you're not getting treats. You're not getting special characters. You're not getting special parades. You're not getting special fireworks. You're you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're just getting yeah. wide access. So, no, I I haven't done it. I I probably will not pay for ride access. Yeah, I think you make a good point with it. You know, if it's that once in a lifetime trip, and we kind of equate it to like the very merry party, but like you were saying, with the parties at least you get fireworks you get a dessert or a trick-or-treat thing you Mm -hmm. get parade you get a lot of exclusive stuff to that party with these after hours events you're not going to get that and i don't even know if they're going to do a double fireworks show on those nights it doesn't say anything i mean if i was spending that money i 
I mean, I guess if it's like, you know, the hub is just desolate, but what I saw, I'm paying $130 just to have a slightly better view of the fireworks with plus people. Around. I, I don't know. It just, it doesn't, it does not seem worth it to me, but I'm sure the events will be, you know, nearly sold out or sold out. And Yeah. It's just crazy to think. Of. It's yeah. crazy to think about thousands of people will be there and all that stuff. So, um, no, but for me, I'm not, I'm not too excited about one minute left. Uh, do you have anything that you're seeing that we haven't gone over yet? Um, no, this week, just a whole bunch of like, uh, Christmas details released. We kind of hit some of them. Um, we more talked about things that weren't going to be there, but, um, things that are there, you know, festival of the holidays is coming back with the candlelight professional. Um, the holiday kitchens are going to be back, which is really exciting. The cookie stroll. Like, I think we kind of highlighted some of this last week. Um, but really that's all that's going on. The biggest thing in the news this week was the the whole Ian sheltering and um, what they were kind of doing for guests that were there that lost out on some of their time. So they opened the parks a little bit early exclusively for those resort guests. Um, did see some horror stories from some of those resort guests that they had to like wait for hours to get to get through dining. Uh, yeah, but that makes sense because how many Disney employees couldn't make there were sort of like. How many Disney employees were sort of forced to stay on site as the storm hit? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, well, we need you, so we're going to need... Don't worry, we got a room for you over here in this... Yeah. Nope, I hear you. Well, everybody, that's the news. Let's get over to... Uh, oh, y'all just wait. If you haven't seen the Facebook ad, y'all just wait for the top three. <laughs> let's, let's get over... To top three. Business trip. Want to go to Disney? Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you on your amazing itineraries. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that ad is awesome. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's up on the YouTube channel over at uh, Disney Planning Insights. You can check that out. Can't hear either of us. Is it better now, Shan?
Hopefully it's better now. I, I, I see that I can should be able to hear both of us, so it might have just been something in the transition in that um, coming over from the ad. Okay, so number three. You go, go ahead and go first. I've gone first the last couple. I feel like... I feel like there's like really only three ways to save money. So let's let's see. Um, okay, so I am gonna go with. So I've got several things scratched down here. Um, I'm gonna go with my first one is uh, sharing meals is a good way to save okay, yeah. while you are inside the park. Um, a lot of times when you sit down for a restaurant, it's really easy to just say. Okay, everybody order what they want off the menu. And I can't tell you how many times that we'll get to the end and I'll look around the plates and I sit there going like, oh, look, there's half of my daughter's meal and there's half of my wife's meal. And and um, there's absolutely, there's nothing wrong with going into a sit-down restaurant and, you know, don't just get waters, you know, if you're kind of going, if you're employing this strategy, do one of two things. Uh, but I'll explain that when I get done with this strategy. You can sit there and say, oh, my my two kids are going to split this one adult size portion, or my daughter is probably not going to eat all of her portion, or like my 12-year-old will still order off the kids menu, even though it's for 10 and under it's not that he, it's more that he doesn't like the stuff on the adult menu. And so he just wants to order off of that menu or, you know, share an appetizer and a dish with your spouse so that <clears throat> instead of getting two $30 dishes, you have a $15 appetizer and a $30 dish or, or go in just getting an appetizer for yourself and then finish up the plates or, or stuff along those lines um, can be a really, really easy way to save a little bit of money. Now, if you do that, I would encourage you, now we're trying to save money, so um, I would still encourage you to tip well. Like, you can go into a restaurant that's supposed to charge you about $30 a plate and save a little bit of money and trim it down to $15 to $20 a person, but I would still tip under the understanding that most checks for your group are gonna come in at $30 to $40 a person and kind of tip on those guidelines. It'll yep. also make you seem more generous. And you'll also actually save money in the long run. You will. You will. Okay. What is your number three? My number three is bring your own water bottles. Um, there are two ways to get water at Disney. The first is you can buy Dasani water bottles all over the park for about four bu bucks a pop. Or every place that has a soda fountain can get water cups for you. And you can refill water bottles with ice around the park. Um, it will save you quite a bit of money to do it that way. Um, unless the dining plans come back and you're okay spending snack points on waters. Bring a couple of water bottles. Um, we normally will bring two for the family. So the girls will share one. The boys will share one. And we've got water all day just sitting on the backpack. So that is my number three way to save money. Let's go to number two. So my number two way is avoid impulse buys. It's really, really easy at Disney to just 
In hot days, one of the best things that you can do is pop into a store real quick because it's air conditioning. As you're walking by it, the doors are open, inviting you into the air conditioning. And so it's really, really easy, especially when traveling with kids, to walk around that store to get a brief rest from the hot Florida air. And the next thing you know, you roll out of there with 60 bucks or 80 bucks or even 20 bucks. Um, it, that nickel and diamond can really, really add up over the course of your vacation. So something that my family does is we have a rule that we do not buy anything until end of day. And so if we see something that we like, oh, I really, really want that. Great. If you still really, really want it, this gift shop will be open after the park is closed or when we are done for the day because the gift shops are always the last thing to close their doors at a Disney park. So that could end up saving you a ton because that thing your kid really, really needs, it's crazy how often after a long day, that doesn't even come up as you're walking out the park. <laughs> so, um, just be careful with those impulse buys because those things really, really add up. All right. My number two is going to be stay out of the parks, um, especially if you're staying on Wait, site. That's cheap. It's how do you save money in the parks? Well, I mean, you're, oh, you're at the resort. Up. Oh, brilliant. You're at the resort. But, you know, yeah. most of these resorts have fantastic pools and a lot of things that are being done by cast members there. They're having movies. They're having crafts. They're having, um, you know, pool parties and that kind of stuff around the properties that you're staying at already. On top of that, stop at the front desk and get your adventure card and go play putt-putt you know those are things that you can do for free and are included in your trip but a lot of people just don't make the time for it so those are a couple of ways right there to save money without even going into the parks yeah and on top of that like even just adding disney springs there's so much there's so much to do over at disney springs yeah now there you got to be careful with my tip too because Disney Springs can really turn into why are you walking back with 14 bags <laughs> really 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 quickly yeah uh alley and basin yeah yeah, oh, yeah. all right choice number 1 okay so this is going to go kind of along the same lines um if your kiddos are pin traders um one of the one of the quick ways to save money is to go on to an eBay or whatever else and find a bunch of old Disney pins being sold in lots because what really, really adds up, if your kids are pin traders, what adds up is when you're shelling out $30 a piece to get six or seven more trader pins for your kids to then go up to the boards because your kids fall in love with their pins that they've traded for. And they should, because that's the entire purpose of pin trading is yeah. like both of my kids have a big pin board and I want them to be like, Ooh, that's a keeper. Um, but what really, really adds up is when every day to go trade six or seven more pins, you got to shell out another 30 bucks for the, you know, seven character pack one. Now on that topic, if you want to go pin trading and you have not used this tip, the best thing you can do is get about seven pins for 30 bucks by buying the bulk character pack ones and then trading those out. But 
ultimately what happens over the years is everybody trades those little character pins and then Disney takes some and just dumps some as they kind of like keep their inventory fresh and they just dump those things as they work other ones into circulation. And so people will just buy them and then sell them in big lots where you can get them for 20, 30 cents a pin versus four bucks a pin if you're buying them in the park. So um, just if your kids are pin traders, that is a fantastic way. Go with the pins and then just out of your suitcase comes the five trading pins for today. And when they're done trading, they're done trading. Yeah. And on top of that, let's let's put a little disclaimer on that. Make sure that you're actually getting Disney pins. Yes. The back of them should have an official logo that says Disney Trading Pin Company or Disney Parks or some type of a logo because there are there are unfortunately a whole bunch of knockoffs out there. Um, so yes, make sure you are getting official Disney pins. Don't be one of those people. Yes. All right. I'm going to take the super obvious one that I thought you were going to take. And I'm going to say, use a travel agent. I have a bonus one. (laughs) (laughs) Travel agents are handy in a lot of different ways. They're not just there to help you book your trip, but they're also there in planning needs as well. So uh, Peter just ran away. (laughs) He's like, Man, I should have grabbed that one. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> um, but as as far as looking for discounts, it, you don't have to monitor the site constantly and look for discounts for your trip. As far as planning your days out and working within a budget, a, a travel agent can really help you in those aspects by knowing approximate costs of meals, approximate costs of entertainment, that kind of stuff, to where you can kind of budget out what you want to spend in, in a lot of ways, save money by not running into unexpected costs of things at the parks. So just, you know, reach out to Peter over at Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel at P-A-T-M Disney Travel over on Facebook and let him help you out and help you on your next trip. So So just to piggyback that slightly, um, it's funny how often I do that. Like I had somebody contact me earlier this year and they were like, Hey, there's a bunch of us. So we're going to do this like two bedroom villa and it's going to cost us this much a night. And then I looked around at the dates that they wanted and I said, wait a minute, you're literally traveling with one junior high kid and three high schoolers, two of which are not even one high schooler and two freshmen in college. Your family is relatively grown. Let's do two adjoining rooms at a value resort. Look, I just saved you 200 a night. You know, like if you have a good travel agent, they're going to work through those options with you. Um, You know, because like I do it, I do it strictly for a joy. It's just a joy to help plan a trip for people who don't know what they're doing um, and getting them figured out. And same thing with the dining it's really easy to just get, oh, I got to do Cinderella's Royal Table. You don't need to. There's good meals for $30 a plate. So, like, just knowing budgets and things like that, can a travel agent can send you to the restaurants that are going to charge 20 to 30 a plate versus you accidentally sending yourself that's charging 40 to 50 a plate. And now it becomes a tax, and now you're not enjoying your vacation the way you would want to. My bonus one, and I am cheating and taking a bonus one just because you're going to appreciate this. Ready? 
my bonus one is if you're looking to save money in the parks, just sneak your eight-year-old in a stroller pretending they're a toddler. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, gonna make it my don't do one. this. I was like, I'll go with a legitimate number one. And then we have to mention this as a bonus one. <laughs> Somebody did that last week. I think the kid was like eight or nine years old. They snuck him into a stroller and put a blanket over him pretending it was an infant. I mean... And then filmed a video of, like, the reveal of the kid inside the park. Like, they did some remarkably amazing thing. And the internet tore them apart. (laughs) People are dumb. People is dumb. You get kicked by Pluto. You sneak in your kid. You steal a cucumber (laughs) off the... (laughs) Living with the land. I mean... Come on, people. Uh, yeah. Come stop, on, people. Stop being an idiot. All right. All right. Um, we got six minutes. Do we want to do that, or do you want me to close this real quick and reopen? Let, let's let's do it. We're going to go into... I, what? We're going to go into the client question. Oh, my gosh. Six minutes. Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. Client question based screen. Hey, there it is. All right, we're both here. Awesome. So, client question. And it kind of falls into a top three. Um, but I thought it was interesting because it just came across today. Uh, fa- favorite counter service location at Magic Kingdom. And this goes into... It helps with our saving money thing and using counter service. And that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, planning, planning my trip, I've heard... Three best counter service locations at Magic Kingdom are Pecos Bill, Columbia Harbor House, and Casey's Corner. Which one out of the three would you recommend the most? Is there another location I could I should consider? Okay. In those money-saving share of food tips, a family of four can easily get out of Casey's for 30 40 bucks 40 um, by just getting two foot-long hot dogs. Pecos Bill. I got him. What? Oh, you're good. Oh, Pecos Bill is a fantastic uh, like kind of Mexican-style food, but what's awesome about it is they have a huge topping bar. So once you order your tacos or fajitas or whatever you get – you head over to this toppings bar, and you can put on so much stuff. Again, if you're looking to save money, two people, an adult and a kid, can eat out of the same menu item because you can grab a bunch of lettuce and cheese and veggies and whatever else and then just split, like, the meat into two portions. Um, really, really big bang for your buck. And then Columbia Harbor House is, like, a little Long John Silver's is the thing that I can best compare it to. You're going to have um, some fish and some chicken. You're going to have some hush puppies and fries. The reason why this one is good is, again, due to the portion sizes. The fish and fries there, or fish and chips for you um, Englanders, 
are, is a really big portion for, again, right around like that $15 price point. If you go to other locations, um, like you're going to spend that same amount of money, but like Pinocchio, the flatbread you get is not worth that money. If you go to Cosmic Rays, the burger you get is just like any other burger, any other day, any other park. Um, so for those reasons, those three absolutely um, do slide to the top of the list for portion sizes and affordability. So then the question becomes, are you in the mood for chicken and seafood? Are you in the mood for Mexican food? Or are you in the mood for a hot dog? Because all three of those are fantastic choices when you're looking to save a little money and splitting your meals. Um, another one that I would throw out is Fryer Tucks or fr- uh, Fryer's Nook. Fryer's Nook, right yeah. there by the carousel because um, that has tachos and is a great little snack for about $6 a portion. Um, great little snack. Grab two or three of those and it'll snack you through to tide you over for a few more hours in the park. So I would throw that in as like, that's like ultra quick service though, because it's just a little food counter with really small bites. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll throw in one to end it here. Um, if you're looking for a great dessert, the Plaza Restaurant Ice Cream Bar is a walk-up counter service and fantastic options, great portion sizes, and a great place to stop and get something before the fireworks. And if we're throwing in dessert, we should probably also throw in breakfast. Best, it is the best place to grab a quick breakfast is over at Gaston's Tavern. Um, massive cinnamon roll, six bucks. Two of those will definitely get a family of four started on the day. And throw in a Lafouge brew, and you're still under twenty bucks. Yep, sounds so, good. There you go. Those are the uh, best places. Um, those three high recommendations. Definitely recommend it as well due to portion sizes and uh, cost friendliness. All right. So, Peter, again, where can people find you? Facebook at Princess and Mouse Disney Travel. And I will get back to you uh, just as quick as I possibly can. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. I'm going to go ahead and get into the outro. We did it. channels the disney planning insights podcast and over on instagram at princesses and the mouse
to thank everybody for watching, listening, everything that you guys do. Have a good week, and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye now.